5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to talk about AI, Tom Fishburne, and Direct Mail Ain't Dead today. This should be a good show. Anyway, so let's start with Tom Fishburne. Okay, the AI tidal wave. Ah, have you figured out how AI will impact your business? Working on it. And the guy types, how will AI impact our business? There are many ways that AI can impact. <laughs> yep, okay. Well, and if you've been with me for a while, you probably saw my episode where where I, I wondered if Mark Ritson had a stroke or something like that. Because he actually had the AI bot thing write his column. And, you know, I didn't, I missed that. I missed the fine print when I was highlighting it. And, you know, I started to say, gee, it's, it's like repetitive. And it's, you know, he would never use the same adjective three times in a short paragraph. But the bot did. And, uh. You know, I thought maybe he had a stroke or something. Uh, but it turned out at the bottom of the whole thing, he says, and incidentally, I used I used chat AI. What, what's the name of it? <laughs> chat GPT for the, to author this column. So I hope he doesn't do that again. But there's some interesting wisdom in this one. Um, in 1995, May 26th, I built my first website on Memorial Day, May 1995. It immediately shifted priorities and resources for Microsoft to go after the nascent World Wide Web. Um, in those days, uh, Netscape was the internet that was to the internet what ChatGPT is to artificial intelligence. You know, and, and I keep thinking when I read, oh, this is no big deal, this is nothing, or this is the greatest thing ever, that neither of them are true, but it is, this is a good perspective that uh, a chat GPT is just the first, the first go at it, you know, and uh, IBM tried to do voice recognition, speech recognition for like decades, 20 years at least, uh, really seriously. Um, but when Google, when Google came along and they were able to, with with the Android operating system, they were able to capture uh, both the soundtrack and the corrections. See, that's that's what really made it work. What made it work is Google paid attention to the corrections, and you know, ChatGPT doesn't have that right now. So if you're thinking of building a new AI engine, what you really want to do is you want to build an AI engine where you know, you don't just export the text into some editor, but that you that you make sure to use the editor as the inside the AI. That's the fastest route to getting it to be reasonable. FYI, someone will make a billion dollars on that idea. So the internet existed before Netscape, but I forget what the earliest browsers were. You know, I remember Chameleon as, and I remember writing in HTML code native, but I don't remember the browser 
Uh, we still use Netscape around here. Um, there was a Microsoft one. And uh, so Microsoft is a principal backer. You may not know this. Is a principal backer of OpenAI, which is the company behind ChatGPT. You know, but like I said, what you want is you really want the, the edits. That's that's the gold mine. That's that's why I say that direct marketing, that direct mail, has a special built-in uh, feature that nothing else has, and that is that we know what the universe that we that we contacted is, so we know who didn't buy but engaged. And no other advertising medium has that. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay, and uh, they're going to integrate that into Microsoft Bing. Now, one of the thing, reasons I never use Bing is because Bing has tried AI for now. It's probably been out 15 years. And they always assume that they know what I want. You know, my, one of the things about Google is that it's got some humility. Like if you just type in the word Washington, You'll see stuff about George Washington. You'll see stuff about Washington, D.C. You might see Mount Washington. Uh, you might see, and you'll probably see Washington State. And uh, you will, you might see, you know, you'll see a lot of different categories represented because they don't know what you want because you don't, didn't tell them what you want, right? And Bing will just show you what it thinks you want. And it's infuriating because they almost never know what I want even though I'm really pretty good at telling computers what I want. So um, Fishburne says, another analogy I find useful in this moment comes from former U.S. Treasury Secretary Larry Summers. Okay, and Larry says, this is really good. In a Bloomberg interview last month, he described the potential of AI as a kind of caddy that's going to augment our creativity. Augment our capabilities to bring knowledge to bear on what we do. Augment our accuracy. It's a really good analogy because a caddy, if you think of the, the caddy analogy is helpful. Uh, the caddy doesn't take the shot. The caddy helps the golfer take the shot, right? And so better, better writers can go faster, perhaps. You know, when I first started dictating, I... I could go a little faster, but you had to think really hard to make it transcribable. In you know, as a, it, it helped to have a, a written outline in front of you. And I found that Chat GPT isn't um, doesn't really give you a great outline. Doesn't really structure itself very well at this point. I was talking with a professor at uh, from Gonzaga. Um, and I said, isn't the real problem, this was just this past week, isn't the real problem that at entry-level college kids are such terrible writers that you can't tell it from AI? And she said, that's exactly the problem. The problem isn't that it's hard to tell AI. The problem is, is that they're so bad. <laughs> that's the real shame, is that we've already gotten AI to the level of a bad high school writer. And, you know, anyway, so we're, she said, we're going to have to go back to oral exams or something. I said, yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay, so, uh, or written blue books, right, in the room, like I used to do. 
Okay, so if you just let AI go alone, it, it, it's uh, a lot of experimentation in AI will treat the caddy as the golfer. And some caddies are excellent golfers. <laughs> but in this case, I think it's the case where it's not the case where the caddy is the excellent golfer. Um, in situations where everyone has access to the same AI, treating the caddy as the golfer can result in a sea of sameness. Right, and it will have that same formulaic flow to it. Okay, but just as the printing press or electricity is a huge change because it was because it was general purpose technology, this could be the most important general purpose technology since the wheel or fire. Not sure that's true, but like I said, as long as you you know, as long as you manage the fire, you'll be okay. We're, the good news is we're generating lots of engagement on our AI-generated content. Amazing. What's the bad news? Most of that engagement is coming from AI-generated traffic. And that brings us to the next article. And this is an excellent article. I think it's by David Rosendahl, but maybe it's by AI Bots because he didn't put his name on it. I put his name on it because <laughs> that's where I saw the post in LinkedIn. And so not sure. AI is a moderate golfer, first time on the course. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. I like that. Thank you for that, David. Yeah. And the caddy has been on the course a lot. I don't know where that exact, you know, one of the rules in philosophy, you know, as I used to do philosophy seriously, the first rule of philosophy was always to attack the analogy. I always have to hold back on that one. Because it's just too easy. Um, the case for modernizing direct mail. Direct mail ain't dead. Six trends you can't ignore. The case for modernizing direct mail. And see, I'm not all in on this, but I'll read along. Uh, lots of crises, lots of challenges in the past few years. But the silver lining is these six trends to make uh, – for direct mail to finally show its head, show its superiority. Trend number one, advertising is disproportionately affected in a recession, right? And uh, what David or the author means is that printers who do not track the response, leads and sales generated by direct mail, they print for clients are in a vulnerable position as they will be unable to demonstrate the connection demonstrate the connection between the direct mail they print and the revenue right and that is the that's the real weapon of digital it's not that digital's more effective it's that digital figured out as i think it was stalin who said it's not who votes it's who counts the votes and in, in digital the the googles of the world the ad networks give you the results and it David will get back to this in a little bit. So uh, normally, well, we'll go to the second point. Digital advertising has a dirty little secret. Ad platforms take false credit for lead and sales. Typically, they use last touch attribution, which means that if a, a customer gets a mailing piece from you, goes to your website, but maybe can't, doesn't have the mailing piece handy at the moment, and then leaves, comes back and says, oh, gee, I need to buy that, types it in Google, and 
types it in Google, it's not the measurement that's the problem. It's the lack of, of setup. It's the lack of understanding what we're after here. And so they t they'll take credit for that. So your direct mail piece caused the caused the action ultimately. And you can read on Aristotle's four types of causation. But the digital platform, since they use Google to find you again, will take 100% of the of the credit. 100%. And you and if you're a printer, you'll lose that account, right? Um, even though it's been designated by mail. And then you will find out that your results go down when you stop the mail, right? Um, so a big built-in uh, problem with mail is that if you don't set it up right, it will look bad. It won't necessarily be ineffective, but the effect won't be measurable or won't be, won't be perceived. Direct mail can cut through digital ad fatigue. Yes, that's great. Wait, let's see. Okay. Um, and lots of studies. Okay. Lots of bots. The Association of National Advertisers, ANA, found that 41% of digital ad impressions and 51% of clicks were invalid, which is another challenging part that because most of digital is just to get people to onto your website and into your shopping into your shopping cart um, we mostly take the shortcut of saying well if we have impressions and we have clicks then we'll have orders and that is a very very dangerous play yeah David mentions QR codes up here someplace and I skipped that there it is personalized URLs but there's more to it than that okay that's a good start but that won't get you anywhere if Someone comes to your ad with the QR code and then leaves and then says, let's go again. Hey, Dan, the key to well-thought-out marketing is integrating all the tools. Right, and we're going to get to that in a second. Okay, so, and be sure to share this. <laughs> if you commented, you should definitely share, okay, because you look good. Um, so, direct mail maintains a strong positive ROI, and for that, they use those postal uh, studies, which... Mm, you know, I'd never seen a good case study come out of the USPS. Uh, I've never seen a good case study come out of these printer tools either. Direct mail's ability to play with digital channels. Okay. And here's where we, again, part company. Yes, yes. Data and Marketing Association, which used to be the Direct Marketing Association before they lost their soul, had a study that said you got a higher response rate with using direct mail with digital right but that is a second order measurement and what you really want is you want direct mail you want the causal what what we're trying to do we're trying to predict the future we're trying to fi figure out what will work on the next mailing and we're doing it by this mailing or the next advertising we're studying through our advertising mail has 100 percent engagement right not only do we know who's getting it, we know it gets delivered, we know it goes into the household, we know it has to be dealt with by a decision maker. The decision maker has to make a decision whether to keep it, set it aside, you know, act on it, set it aside, or trash it. All of those are more engagement than digital. Digital throws itself away. Direct mail will not. 
have to make a decision, okay? What that gives us is a modeling data set, an AI data set. It gives us both sides. It gives us the people who engaged and bought and the people who engaged and didn't buy. And that makes machine learning possible. And that's why I was explaining why what chat GPT needs to do to actually get that full data set. So what in order to prove direct mail, what you really want is you want holdout tests. You want to keep all the digital going. And I have an excellent case study. If you if if you look in on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, and I'll put a link down to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you look there, you'll see some case studies on mail, and especially especially Lovesack, where we were able to figure out what was the most effective benefit of the product and then leverage that with digital and mass media. And uh, excellent, excellent case study. But until you set it up right, until you isolate the causal variables and you see the causal impact, your measurement doesn't really do you any good. You know, this time you did an ad and this happened. Next time you did an ad and that happened. You can draw conclusions from it, but they're just observations. They don't get to explanation and they don't get to theory. And the way we predict the future in all areas of the world outside of marketing is with the scientific method where we, where we quantify the causal impact. And quantifying the causal impact requires that you set it up right. So if you're thinking about using mail or if you're a printer, you know, and I spent 16 hours on uh, in the training classes of one of these print products that promised measurement for the printer for their clients, 16 hours of training in addition to conversations with the founder. Uh, and I never saw one what I would call valid case study. And they always say, well, the, the client doesn't let us have the data. Okay, then you're not setting it up right. You're not explaining it right. Okay, and I just don't see, I don't ever see direct marketing case studies done well just by promoting measurement. So, uh, as I mentioned last week, if you're interested in conversation, you can join the WDMA and give me a call and we'll talk. And we'll talk about explicitly your situation and how to get to causal impact, quantify the causal impact of mail, because that's how you get long-term customers. And the only one I've ever seen do it to a decent extent is, is uh, Andrew Ettinger. And he does an excellent job. And, you know, I spent maybe 40 minutes uh, and he did the pitch to me that he does to uh, his clients, and I understand why he's been so so successful. Uh, absolutely right. He's he's great. Uh, if you're in the HVAC market and uh, and you you know are tired of using Angie's list and your name doesn't even pop up, give Andrew a call, and uh, I'll put his name in the in the in the uh, in the description below. Anyway, so if you want to talk, let's talk. Join the WDMA. It's a great it's a great bargain. Encourage this everyday uh, direct mail promotion and um, we can help you set it up so that you have long-term clients. Bye-bye.